Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, we have Andrew McCarthy. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. He's also a columnist for the National Review, and he's one smart guy. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Great to be with you. So, Craig Eaton, you have a question. Andrew, this is Craig Eaton. How are you? I, I'm an attorney in New York. Hey, I do a lot of real estate and a lot of litigation. And I read through the complaint. And, and I mean, if this isn't weaponizing the attorney general's office, I mean, I don't know what is. I have three questions. What did he do that was criminal? Who did he hurt? And, and there's no victim here. There has been no victim here. So, so what, is, what is this all about? Yeah, Craig, I, I think that you nail it with um, your, especially your first and last uh, point, because, um, you know, first of all, asking what the crime is here is a, is a good pointed question, because we're dealing not only with a civil lawsuit, which actually doesn't contain a criminal uh, allegation, but it is also a, uh, a lawsuit that's based on an investigation that federal prosecutors turned their nose up at. This was originally uh, an investigation that was run by my old office, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, uh, and they decided that, uh, you know, it wasn't worth pursuing. That is not an office that, uh, to, to put it mildly, it's not an office that turns its nose up at, um, at attractive cases. So the fact that they decided not to pursue it, I think, is is telling. And the other thing, obviously, as you point out, there's no victim. I mean, you would expect um, the way that, uh, that Tish James described the fraud here today in these, um, in these very extravagant uh, adjective, adjective-filled terms that you don't really uh, generally come to expect from uh, state prosecutors and, and attorneys – um, you would think that there would be an array of victims in a, in a big fraud case that's generally, you know, you think of Bernie Madoff, you think of cases like that. Uh, you expect to find lots of people who lost their shirts. Uh, but, of course, there's nothing here like that. And the fact is that, you know, Trump, I'm not I don't carry a brief for Trump. I think exaggerations in his DNA. But at the same time, you know, he was dealing here with very sophisticated financial Actors, you know, banks, insurance companies, uh, big accounting firms, uh, and the like. They do their own appraisals. Uh, yeah, of course they do. Well, John, you know yes. that better than, than exactly. anyone. Absolutely. I, mean, I could say my building is worth a billion dollars. That's right. But if it only appraises for two fifty, then the bank is only going to lend based on two fifty. And who's right? The bank is always right, right? You have to go by what the bank says. Well, the, the appraisal. What was the old, well, I, I was the old expression? A, the golden rule. Though those who have the gold make the rules, and the banks <laughs> have the gold. There you go. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Like well, that. you know, look, I, I think this is the, um, you know, it's. I, I think she's become notorious for this sort of thing. I, you know, I don't have a brief that I carry around for uh, Andrew Cuomo either. I mean, he's got a lot of uh, deep downsides. But, you know, it was a real hit and run job she did with him as well. She conducts a long investigation. She figures out an excuse to release it as a report. She never files a single complaint, not a, not even a civil lawsuit like this. Uh, not a single DA in the state of New York uh, thought that her findings were good enough to base any criminal prosecutions on. Uh, and then, you know, but she's basically eliminated her political target, which is what she set out to do. And then she moves on to the next thing. And here, 
she had, she announced the this lawsuit with a lot of bells and whistles today, but it's going to take years to get it through the court, and she'll be long gone on to the next thing by the time it gets settled, if that ever happens. Andrew, it's, it's Richard Wormer. Let me ask you a question. T- to my understanding, there's still an ongoing investigation, a joint investigation by the Southern District of New York and the New York County DA's office. So what is this case that's just been filed, the 200-page complaint, have to do with uh, that criminal investigation? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's um, – I'd be surprised if there's much going on in the Southern District of New York. They looked at this case, and I think they basically decided that building a case on the testimony of Michael Cohen was not uh, a good idea. You know, he badly wanted a cooperation agreement, didn't get one, ended up being sentenced to three years imprisonment. And the DA's investigation after two – not one – When does the three years up, happen? I saw him, and he was in, eating in a uh... – in a restaurant in Southampton last week. He got weekend. out during COVID. He got out during COVID. Oh, okay. House, no, listen, I, I, I like the guy as a person, but I don't know. Let's go back to Andrew. So what, tell me about, and the New York County, the New York County DA, they had a couple of people who walked out because they didn't like the fact that he, that Alvin Bragg said there's, there's no there there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, Judge, one of those people was Mark Pomerantz, who was my old uh, criminal division chief in the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. Uh, in, in Manhattan, who I think very highly of. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it, this is a case that they spent three years on. They went up and down to the Supreme Court to get Trump's personal financial records uh, twice. And after they finally got access to them and they poured over them, uh, they decided that uh, they couldn't charge Trump. They they got his chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, and they, they brayed that they had gotten him to plead guilty to 15 felony counts, but the small print is he's going to do about 100 days in jail, uh, and he's going to testify, is it next month, I think, they're going to have a trial against the Trump organization, uh, which is just a, you know, it's a it's a gussied up tax case, um, it, where it, they, you know, they basically went for the, you know, they went for the white whale and they didn't get it. Uh, Andrew McCarthy, I want to read to everyone uh, partially what Trump said. He responded uh, regarding Tish James. He said she's a fraud who campaigns on a get Trump platform, despite the fact that the city is is one of the crime and murder disasters of the world under her watch. Attorney General Letitia Peekaboo James, a total crime fighting disaster in New York, is spending all of her time fighting for very powerful and well-respected banks and insurance companies who were fully paid, made a lot of money, and had not a single complaint about me instead of fighting murder and violent crime, which is killing New York State. He also mentions that her polling numbers are bad. I think he's a, what did you say, John? He's a lot more right than wrong here. Yeah, well, you know, look, I, I think as a political statement, that that is about what you would expect from Trump. Very, <laughs> it's very well uh, thought through and thorough, and uh, it'll be effective. At the same time, I presume that the former president knows that the, you know, the attorney general of the state of New York doesn't have a lot of criminal jurisdiction. It's not really her job to uh, chase down street crime. I think he's making a very effective political point that – uh, you know, with New York's crime rates uh, surging, and I think I read in the in the post a week or two ago that uh, our major crime in the city is up about 36 percent over last year, and last year was a high crime year. So I think Trump's quite right to make a comparison between uh, the fact that we have real surging crime, which is making our streets unsafe, 
And at the same time, this is the kind of stuff that they have time for, um, which, you know, I think anybody, um, if I were still a taxpayer in New York City, I'd be pretty upset about that. Andrew McCarthy, thank you for everything you've done for our our country, our city, and continue to speak out for it. And uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.